Welcome to the Music NFT Podcast. My name's Jai, a house music artist and Web3 project lead. I'm Brock, booking agent and music NFT fanatic. And I'm Aaron, a content creator and music fan. Each week we bring you the latest news, identify strategies and talk to leaders in the Web3 space to help you in your music NFT journey. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to us. And with that said, let's get into the episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Music NFT Podcast. You've got Aaron and Brock here with you today with a very special guest joining us today on the pod. It is Adrian from Reveal, a Web3 on-chain revenue management uh, company. Uh, Adrian, how are you going? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. Thanks for coming on. Um, today we're going to talk about um, Reveal and how it um, it helps uh, musicians, it helps uh, labels. Um, it's a it's a really great uh, Web three music tool. Um, so we'll get into that a bit later. But first, um, Adrian, we just kind of every guest we have on the show, we'd like to know kind of where they entered into Web three, what their journey is um, into Web three. So how did how did you get into it? Yeah, I. Um... You know, I got interested in blockchain um, back in like 2016. Um, I was I, I learned about crypto while I was working in banking between like 2013 and 2016, um, and had previously you know spent about a decade in the music industry, and so I thought it was interesting. But you know, just looking at crypto, I didn't really. It didn't trigger me more than that. I was like, oh, okay, this is cool, but you know. But then when I started digging into like the underlying technology, and that was around 2016, and specifically like Ethereum, I was like, okay, now this is really interesting. And uh, it was is right at the time where I um, went back to school to do a, a master's, and so I had the opportunity to have a bit more time to dig into it. Um, and eventually, when I graduated, I decided that's that's the space I wanted to be in. Um, I saw the technology as as one that could offer a lot of opportunities for creators. Um, and one of the experiences I had had as an artist uh, during my you know my music career was the frustration of like not being able to get paid right away for you know the music that you write or produce. And specifically, you know, I had this one international collaboration that did pretty well, um, but it was between uh, the, you know, Chile, where the artist was, and I was based in Europe, in Switzerland. Yeah. And so it took me like more than two years to see the first pennies for that, uh, for the publishing royalties. <laughs> and so, you know, that experience was like, wait, this is, this is insane. This industry is messed up. And you know, works for the 0.01% of artists, but, um, but really is not sustainable for creators. And so when I uh, learned about blockchain, um, I thought there was an opportunity to initially, like my idea was, well, you know, what, what if we could get all the, you know, credits of a song and ownership data of a song into a smart contract? Like, could we pay out all the collaborators in a much quicker way right instead of having you know the monies go from you know uh, spotify to the local pros to the publishers etc and, and that's like kind of like the easy route i just described right it can get a lot more complicated <laughs> than that um so anyways it all started in in 2016 and then 2018 is when i got my feet wet by like actually starting to build the first company in that space 
Cool. The um, it's really interesting you hearing you speak about that kind of journey of the artist's money and like through royalties. And it's such a a tale as old as time for anyone that's in the industry. It's yeah. like just just hearing about like the layers um, that are placed between a sort of a label and then the artist. Um, and it's great to see like you kind of breaking down that wall of let's just create one place where the money can go. Everyone can see it. Um, I heard you've also, you know, just reading with some of, your, some of your stuff over the last couple of days, you guys are looking to build analytics as well on, on top of the, the platform. Yeah. Where, yeah, where think- are you looking to go with that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think what, you know, what I find interesting, and, and it goes back to what I was saying before, is like the the opportunity that the technology has to offer one, like equity to all the different, you know, collaborators on a project, right, to make sure that they're they're paid in a, an efficient way, right, <laughs> but also the transparency, right, and um, I think, yeah, the blockchain offers that, but but actually, using that data or understanding that data in a meaningful way can be challenging, right? Like we, we've spoken to a lot of artists who, um, you know, sure can go on like Etherscan, which is right. This <laughs> website where you can see all the transactions that happen on the Ethereum blockchain and you can track, you know, how a project is doing and therefore what your share of earnings might be. But but it's time consuming, right? And you've got to like really dig through all that transaction data. Um, and so what we're looking to simplify is, is an understanding as a creator in the Web3 space, how do I know, you know the amount of revenue I'm generating, what I can expect, um, and, and therefore kind of you know, manage your, your career properly, right? Um, in the end, creators are businesses and yeah. you need to have that financial uh, data to make wise business decisions. Do you, do you feel, um, you know, sort of leaning back to your past with banking, do you feel like that interest in that kind of analytics and the data is, has led to reveal? Like, do you feel like that seeing the back end of, I mean, and sorry, I wouldn't, I don't, didn't know exactly what you were doing in banking, but do you feel like seeing that back end or being part of that has led, you know, in part to this you know, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there were definitely some learnings that were, you know, that were interesting there during that time. I was, I was doing mainly like digital transformation, um, mm-hmm. like leading digital transformation projects uh, for, for this big French bank. Um, and so I got to see, I got to see the layers, you know, of how an institution like that works. And I think part of, you know, part of my interest in, in Web3 is also the fact that um, that there's an opportunity to like reduce all those layers, right? And there's like this direct relationship to bring it back to music between the artist and the collectors, right? Or the buyers of an NFT, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's something that, you know, when you look at traditional... Uh, sometimes people call them web two industries, right? You see, you see a lot of, of layers, right? Between the, the, the ends of, of the network. Um, and so, you know, that was definitely one, um, I'd say observation I had during, during that time is to see how far removed two parties might be, even if they're transacting together. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things about blockchain 
uh, is that it allows, you know, these two parties to be in relationship, right? And, and that's why it's a better tool for monetizing your audience as a creator. It's because you have that direct relationship. And yeah, there might be like a marketplace in between or something. But in the end, um, you know who holds your NFTs. And if you want, you can like, you know, airdrop them stuff or give them special access to stuff. So um, I think, you know, taking away all those layers is is a really beneficial uh, thing for, for creators. I just want to, um, like, I know we kind of like touched on a little bit, but maybe if you could give your own like summary and version of like what Reveal looks like to like it's different customers. So like what does Reveal look like for an artist and what does it look like for someone building like a Web3 label? Yeah, that's a great question. So the first product that we've released is is what we call a revenue share protocol. And what it really is, is a way for anyone to um, create their own smart contract that will share the revenue that comes into it between all the different parties involved, right? So you know, sometimes I say it's like having your own like ASCAP in, in a smart contract, right, on chain. And so if you have, you know, uh, let's say you have a, an NFT project and maybe you have a couple collaborators, a producer, some songwriters, an artist, the, the visual art, and maybe like a developer that helped you build the smart contract and a marketer, like it, it, it doesn't matter who is on it and who you want to reward. But all of these parties can can be listed in in the reveal revenue path is what we call it, which is its own smart contract with, with the logic that you decide, right? So maybe if the three of us, you know, create a song, we're like, okay, we'll, we'll just do, you know, one third for each and, and that's it. But sometimes it might be a bit more complicated and, and maybe I, you know, I put down like 500 grand to, uh, or maybe not 500 grand, five grand to, uh, five to million dollars, the- <laughs> $10 trillion, um, you know, five grand to get the project started. And I might want to recoup that. Right. Um, so in those, in those, uh, revenue share smart contracts, you can, you can define all of that logic. Right. And so for independent artists, it's a way to make sure that they don't need to do any accounting and that as their NFTs are sold, well, all of their collaborators are going to be paid out automatically in a really transparent and fair way. Um, and for record labels, it's a way to also, uh, you know, make sure that all of that more complex revenue share logic and all these revenue share agreements that they might sign with with artists can be fully automated. Uh, so we're working with some, you know, Web3 native um, record labels who who want to do just that you know maybe they recoup a little bit off the top because they put some money down to get the project recorded and then there's a split with with the artist for all the primary sales and then maybe a, a different split yeah. for all the secondary sales and all of that is automated right so we're really uh trying to make it as simple as possible for all the different collaborators on a project to be uh to be paid out without having to trust that someone's you know, doing that math and that accounting right, or uh, or without having to worry that the money is going to sit in a black box, which is what happens, you know, in in the again Web two <laughs> traditional music industry. Yeah, that the it's something that a lot of people come back to is that you know the the in quotes black box yeah. um, of of where all the money is going and it just being redistributed to the top. It it it's something that needs to be addressed 
critically, I think, on yeah. mass is that ability for artists to easily navigate um, a place where they can go, okay, well, in, you know, and it's just probably never going to happen because of the the different laws and governing bodies and countries, et cetera. But it would be a beautiful place where you could go to <laughs> different a different resource and go, hey, look, I want to get my mechanical royalties in XYZ countries um, or I want them all to be claimed. And, and I think the blockchain is definitely going to take us one step closer uh, to that. I don't know whether it's going to solve all the issues, but I think it it will begin to allow us to step away from those kind of um, traditional govern, governing bodies and move into a place where that kind of oversight isn't really in place anymore and you kind of you you are relying on yourselves and the artists to and and kind of the the blockchain to allow yeah. you to, to interact with each other yeah i think you know it's um the way i look at it there there are kind of different layers of of issues in the, in the traditional music industry right and and some of those issues are are you know are human mistakes right or human driven right and and a lot of creators yeah. don't register their you know their publishing and so you know if that data is not there it's hard for them to be paid out and that would be true mm. in web3 you know or or in any system right if the data is not there it's not there i think what's interesting about blockchain is that there is this element of like self sovereignty and therefore creators who engage in that space, you know, know that there is a little bit more responsibility on them for, for the actions that they take. Right. Yeah. Um, but there is also more reward related to that. Right. And so in a sense, uh, you know, that, that human, mistake or error or um you know or mission remains as important in web 2 as it is in web 3 like the metadata needs to be there and you need to agree with your collaborators on what are your you know your ownership splits and etc um but if you do that then in web 3 you don't have the technological issues that you have in web 2 where a lot of that matching is problematic uh, where there are like, you know, different geographies and territories that, that miscommunicate or take just a, a long amount of time to share data between them. And, and which leads to, to some of the delays that we mentioned before that doesn't exist in web three. And so mm -hmm. if you do the first thing, right, which is make sure the ownership data is there, then you're going to be rewarded for it and you're going to be paid out immediately. Um, and so we're at least taking one of the issues out on the, on the technology side of things, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not a perfect system. Nothing is, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's, you, you just kind of, um, you're helping get through one bit of the process for sure. Yeah. Brock and I kind of always talk about, um, like artists that, uh, oh, Brock's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah that's right he'll, he'll rejoin um brock and i always kind of talk about um especially when we're talking with like artists um that a lot of artists um kind of just want to be artists and they don't want to be business people and i think um i think a lot of that also comes with 
um, I guess, the complexity of being a business person in the music industry. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of confusion or mystery about kind of how things are, are being dealt with. And so something like Reveal in Web3, making those kind of business decisions more simplified and easy to um, do as an artist and easy to organize, just um, it makes for a whole better experience. And as you said, you get more rewards from being a business person as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, as I mentioned, I think creators are, or can be at least if they choose to, can be their own business, right? Or or, are like entrepreneurs. And one of the, one of the comparisons that I thought was interesting when I first started building reveal is I was, you know, going through the entrepreneurial journey myself, right? And I was looking at the tools that were made available to me as an entrepreneur uh, to, to be able to automate some aspects of my business, right? Um, and let's, let's take payroll as an example. Like, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I didn't decide to start a business in order to manage all the HR taxes in, in every state and um, you know, and you know, sign up your employees for unemployment insurance and all that stuff, right? So you have tools that address that and make it easier for entrepreneurs to focus on what they're good at, which is you know, creating a new business. <laughs> and in the music industry, I think we need more tools that allow artists to focus on what they're good at, which is creating music, and that automate some of the business um, aspects of, of, you know, their overall, um, career and business. And I think that's where reveal does, you know, come into play by in a way being your like CFO, right. It's like a, a, an automated CFO, we could say where you can, you know, it, it will do that accounting. It'll pay out your collaborators. Um, it'll, it'll give you insights on the revenue that you're generating, um, so that you can focus on on what you're good at, which is creating, right? Yeah. So and props, yeah, and props to you because the, the app the app like is really simple, really simplified. Looks good, looks easy to use. Everything's kind of laid out really well. So I mean, like if you're an artist listening to this, um, it, like we would strongly recommend you checking it out because it just, as you said, it. It, it it can be a CFO. It can be, it can take all the guesswork and the the hard stuff about kind of doing all the business stuff that an artist typically doesn't want to look at doing. Um, and so it's it's a really great way. Plus you you can see where all the money's going, which <laughs> as an artist exactly. you, you want to know because you want to see it in your bank account. <laughs> for sure. No, I appreciate that. Thanks for thanks for the shout out. No worries. The um what did, you know. You did mention you spent uh, a decade uh, previous to your banking ex- exploits uh, as a musician. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience through through that and like how it's kind of helped you? Um, I would say like you know the biggest thing I'm interested in always is like how you're going with onboarding other artists. Is like has your experience as a musician through that period helped you onboard artists to reveal yeah. um, and sort of you know any kind of besides your obviously your two year. Uh, wait for royalties, you know, other, other things you kind of might've, might've experienced over that period that, that led you to reveal. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, it was kind of a random journey. I, um, I grew up in, in Switzerland, right? So, uh, you know, just picture 
like an 11 year old Swiss American kid. Um, and I, I was in the back of my mom's car with my cousin uh, and he had just received a, a, a CD of like reggae classics. And so we started listening to, you know, Max Romeo and Bob Marley and Lee Scratch Perry. And we fell in love with, with reggae. And so we decided we would start own, our own reggae band. Um, <laughs> and, that's, and that's what we did, right? And so we, we had this Swiss reggae band that, that you know, grew and grew and we built the following. And by the time I had to go to university uh, or college in the U.S., I, I decided I would, I would study uh, business. So I'd take on the management of, of the band. And that's when we started touring uh, internationally. And, you know, every summer, instead of, of doing an internship, uh, we'd go on tour across Europe. Um, and slowly we started performing in, in all the you know biggest festivals in Europe and building relationships. And I think one of the most um, insightful, you know, uh, experiences was that what allowed us to really grow um, was collaboration. And I think collaboration for creators is the most successful growth hack. Um, and I don't see enough collaborators like leverage that. Um, and so, so I, I, I always try to like stress that point because I think it's such a great way to, you know, to grow your audience, to tap into another artist's audience um, and, and for them to do the same. And, you know, hopefully there's some cross pollination and, and you keep growing that way. And we did a lot of that. We went on tour with with a variety of different Jamaican artists, um, and all of our albums always had a lot of featureings. And um, so, you know, that was a strategy that we we pushed really hard on, and I think it it worked out pretty well. So, yeah, spent about a, a decade, you know, both playing uh, as the lead guitarist in the band and managing the band eventually started producing some other artists uh you know that we were touring with um and then that led us to you know eventually want to like release stuff but um but not being satisfied with the shit deals that we had <laughs> uh, sorry i don't know if i can curse uh but the <laughs> terrible right. deals that that we had uh in terms of of distribution or even like some label deals and so we decided to to remain fully independent and uh, and start our own record label, and so um, so for a couple of years I I ran that as well, um, and that that obviously gave me a lot of perspective uh, in terms of what the the business side of the industry was like, um, you know, negotiating uh, distribution deals and uh, you know organizing campaigns and tours and et cetera, um, so. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it was a really great experience for for what I'm doing today, which is like trying to help creators not have to deal with a lot of that stuff so that they can focus on on creating. Yeah, it sounds like you you actually invested a lot of time and this this is a good lesson for a lot of artists out there. It, it, investing a lot of time in the back end of your career uh, and not necessarily, you know, it, it is a great mindset to want to focus just on the art, but you can learn so much about the business that you're in by, as you said, working on a campaign, um, yeah. figuring out your distribution deal, 
you know, if it, if it's not working for you, like you said, start a label. Like starting a label is not a difficult process. It just it's you know, it does take a little bit of time, but it's not necessarily something that's out of the box hard, difficult to do. Uh, yeah. So I think that's that's a really a great attitude and a good takeaway for for anyone listening is is if stuff's in your yeah, way, you know, sometimes just push through. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, it's. <laughs> being a being an artist and a creator is is a tough career. I think everyone listening to to this podcast knows. Um, but it, you know, with with persistence and resilience, um, and with surrounding yourself with the right people, um, you know, there 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 is a path forward. I think that that last point is also really important. Like, not not all creators want to deal with that and i think aaron that's what you were saying before is like some you know some creators just want to make music right or create and there might be a few things that they're really good at maybe they're really good at you know at marketing or 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 like creating you know viral like tiktoks or whatever it is and and that's great i think what's important is to identify you know what are your weaknesses and make sure you surround yourself with people who can you can fill in that gap right um, because if you do leave some of, you know, those business tasks on, uh, unaddressed, then, then you're going to run into issues for sure. Mm. I, yeah. It's that collaboration. Yeah. We, it's that collaboration. We're, yeah. we're, we're big, uh, Absolutely. advocates for, for, for collaborating, especially, and I know you would probably understand this, um, really well, Adrian It's like right now, everything's quietened down a little bit. So it's actually a lot easier to collaborate and connect with people. Yeah. Uh, in this space and to connect with people that you probably, you know, like there's label heads, there's agents, there's, you know, there's not a, a day goes by where I'm like, oh, that's a that guy from Red Light uh, Music Management. Like that's that guy from Sony. Yeah. And they're here because they're trying to investigate a space that they know nothing about just as much yep. as we know nothing about it. So it's it's such a, whether it be on the business side or whether it be just with artists, you see, I mean, we're seeing Web3 artists collaborate all the time um, currently yeah. on drops as well. So it's it's, such a beautiful word and a beautiful time uh, to take advantage of those that, that you know just that thought process of, of connecting to two fan bases in a, in especially such a small space it's it's a perfect time to do that because yeah. you're really gonna yeah get that cross pollination of people that are interested in in purchasing your first music NFT when it drops absolutely and I think you know what's what's uh, really interesting about web three is that you don't need to respect the traditional uh, format, right? Mm. Or at least you don't need to respect the format that you would release on Spotify. Yeah. Uh, and so that that also allows for a bit more creative, you know, um, I guess, yeah, you're not flexibility. To, you're not looking to appease an algorithm at all in any way. You're just like, exactly. who wants to buy this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit of art. Yeah, it's for like sure. an artist making a painting. They're like, I'm just creating this because this is what I want to create and and hopefully someone can Totally. And and you know, I think we we see that um we see that quite a bit where I feel like artists who are focused on their web3 career have have a little bit more freedom on the creative side. Um like they don't need to you know, have a song that like is going to hook people in the first 20 seconds so it can work on TikTok, right? It's it's more about, 
you know, what is the experience that you're going to offer, you know, the, the fans, the collectors, um, and, and how do you make that really interesting? Right. And so, um, so I think it's also an opportunity to take collaboration a bit, a bit like broader than one might like, you know, do in a, in a more traditional release, if you will. Um, and maybe that's collaborating with like visual artists, uh, maybe it's mm, collaborating with yeah. other musicians in different genres, right? Maybe it's collaborating with like developers that are doing something interesting, right? Um, I think I think there is there is uh, room for for uh, uh, I guess a wider blank canvas, if you will. It definitely like it definitely sprouts more. Um, I think creative freedom, like people are more mm-hmm. more in tune to be um themselves or release the stuff that they want to you know brock brock and i have like a facebook feed of djs and artists who will always complain about how you know people just want the next tiktok viral trend or this and that and they get so they get so caught up in that and they don't like it and it's like okay well here's here's an avenue where you can be your truest artist artistic self like you can release what you want and you can build the fan base of people who like that unique sound that you want to give and so it's like <laughs> web <laughs> web 3 has it all and people are just so it seems so scared to um to dip their toe in but it's it's really not a it's not a dark and scary place it's very inviting it's very um it's very freeing um to be in the space absolutely i think i think there's a, a really great example that pops into my mind um we're working with this artist called Ray Isla, who uh, who just put out her, uh, I guess, Genesis collection. It's like a you know one thousand uh, piece NFT collection, and she's she's always been passionate about you know geology and rocks, right? And so she's brought that into her collection, where I think it's uh, seven different songs, eleven you know different rocks and therefore visuals uh and a bunch of different like rarity features but some of the you know some of the utility meaning some of the added benefits that you get as a collector of one of her nfts is also some some insights from from a geology professor that she has worked with around around the different rocks right that are part of the collection right and so such a, that's such a good I term mean. too, like pun as well, like raise the rocks. I like yeah, that. Is rock. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think you know that that's what I think about when I think about this additional like creative freedom that you have. It's like you know, no one would make a Spotify drop about you know <laughs> geology, right? But Literally. but it works really well here. And, um, you know, as we speak, she literally just opened up the pre-sales and already half of the, of the collection is gone, right? In, in a few hours. We're talking about a big collection. Um, so, you know, there is, there is space for that, clearly, and people are interested in it. But, um, but it, you know, it takes a certain amount of, of uh, courage to to be willing to like experiment in that in that way and so i think that's one of the things that i really love in the space right now is that the artists that we talk to are are all pioneers right like this is this is the very beginning of you know web3 and and what it enables and so 
artists that come in have you know have um have a certain interest in in you know in pioneering and and creating this path for everyone else to to follow in yeah we talk about it yeah we talk about a lot it's like that blueprint it's it's right now just being here is allowing you to see and and have access to those blueprints so it's like you can't be against anyone else's success in web3 because what they're doing is showing you what works so if someone's succeeding they're all they're just doing is opening a window for you into a new platform that's like hey this is yeah. how success can happen. Like, look at what I'm doing here. Um, so you, there's no need yeah, you know, in, a, in a normal space. Usually you'd be, oh God, you know, <laughs> damn that person. They're, they're so good. Why am I so shit? But I feel like right now it's just so many learnings you can you can take away from those situations. So it's it's so beautiful. Yeah, I think you know the, the different layers of everyone doing these amazing projects. Absolutely, it's where. You know, everyone keeps saying, "Oh, we're so early, we're so early," but we are so early, right? <laughs> like, it's 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 actually factually true in in terms of the life cycle of, of a mm. technology. You know, we are and the really of early. That are here, um, like, yeah, exactly. Are and so, so I think, you know, like like anything, when you are amongst the first, it's it's easier to carve your, you know, your little spot in your niche right Mm. uh and so for that reason i encourage artists and creators to to get interested in this space now because you know just like like anything once it becomes a matured space it's going to be more crowded that's part of the definition of it being more mature and and therefore it's going to be a bit harder um to you know to get the same level of visibility Um, that being said even you know, in a couple years, when the space is mature and there are more creators, um, and it might be as hard as it is today to be noticed, there are still a lot of a lot of advantages to uh, to the technology, which will allow creators to you know to make a living uh, in a, in a more reasonable way, right? Just because of what we were talking about before of taking all those intermediary layers out of the way. Um, but right now is definitely a great time to, to start experimenting for creators. Everyone wishes they were, they were early on Instagram because all those accounts blew up because they were the first people on it. And it's yeah. like, here's, here's your opportunity and yeah, a new space that is geared towards you being able to make a living as a creator, releasing the stuff that you want. I mean, yeah. it's like, couldn't, it couldn't be any more perfect. Yeah. And I think, I think what's, what's as well. Mm, yeah, you're not, exactly. you're not subscribed and, and, to someone else's thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you own, you know, you own your own, your own content, your own data, and and uh, and and more importantly, your your you know relationships to the people who who collect and 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 own your NFTs. Um, so that's that's amazing. But I think what's really cool about the time we're in right now is we're still super early but there are already tools that make it easier for creators to, you know, to, to roll out an NFT collection to, you know, manage your earnings, like reveal um, and and even like to understand your analytics or whatever. And so, so I think right now is kind of a sweet spot, right? Where it's like, there aren't a lot of people, they're starting to be, these tools that make it easier for you to, you know, to actually get started. 
Um, and I, you know, I think, I think it's actually a really interesting time for, for new creators do, to come in. Do you have like, um, just on, on the, that kind of tool subject, do you have two or three tools that you like, or you'd like to recommend, um, for early stage artists joining the space? Yeah, I think they're, you know, it, it obviously really on depends <laughs> on what you're trying to do. Sorry, what was I just, that? I, was just, I said, sorry to put you on the spot like that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're, you're good. You're good. Um, there, there are a couple of tools that uh, I think are, are great. Um, and some are fully open to, to creators. Some are somewhat still curated. Um, I think, you know, in, in the music space, um, there, there are a few that are really well known. Uh, Sound XYZ being one of them, they've been doing a great job at making it really a good experience for, for creators and for, uh, for collectors. Um, and then if you want something a little bit more uh, like do it yourself where you have also more control and more flexibility, tools like Decent, uh, the Decent protocol are, you know, is really great. Um, Platforms like Manifold and Zora, I think, do a great job in making it um, pretty easy for for creators to roll out their uh, their collections. And then, obviously, you know, for for splitting revenue and sharing earnings with your collaborators, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend Reveal because um, mm-hmm. that's what we do. Uh, and understanding understanding your earnings as well. Um, and, and, you know, one thing that's been interesting for us in the position that we're in is that we see a lot of creators who, um, who are interested in, in releasing, let's say, a music NFT, um, but then have a couple of collaborators and they, like, are struggling to onboard their collaborators, right? Because you got to explain to them that they have to create a wallet and then they've got to put a little bit of ETH in their wallet to withdraw their, you know, their revenue, et cetera. And so we do spend a good amount of time onboarding collaborators of, of creators who use our platform. And I think that is still true for a lot of the tools out there. Because we're so early, um, everyone's very willing to, to help out and make sure that, um, you know, that everyone's experience is as smooth as possible. Because on one end, we're helping grow the space. And on the other, you know, we're learning a lot. Um, and so, so I think, you know, that's, uh, perhaps one more reason to add to, uh, to the list of why this is a great time is you can get a lot of support, um, from, from, you know, teams like reveal or sound or decent or vol or whoever you're working with, um, to, to put your, you know, to put out your collection just because it's early and we're here to help and grow and learn and. And so the whole space is is quite uh, accessible in that way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It it, it 100%. is. It's it's a special time to be here, <laughs> for sure. It's a great um, time. Was, and, sorry, sorry, go, sorry yeah. go ahead. No, I'm just going to add one more thing, which is that um, you know, it's hard to say it's a great time without talking about the elephant in the room, um, <laughs> and and the fact that that crypto as a whole is getting such a bad rep. I think what's what's important for creators to understand is that um, sorry, I'm getting a call. What's important for creators to understand is that um, 
you know, there, there are always going to be cycles around, uh, around crypto. Um, but it doesn't mean that the underlying technology and what is being built is not going to persist and stay. Um, and I think to the contrary, you know, what's happening is going to flush out a lot of the speculative nature and going to help projects that build, you know, real value to, to actually succeed. And so, you know, when you think about music NFTs, music NFTs are actually doing great right now. Um, mm. despite, you know, the crypto market being in, in a bull, in a, in a bear run. Um, so, you know, I think, I think there's a lot to, to be quite optimistic about when it comes to, to music moving on to Web3. Agreed. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to add about, you know, just pass on about reveal that might be coming up, um, just before we finish up or. Yeah, we, you know, we're, um, we're constantly trying to build tools that make it easier for creators to manage their, what we call on-chain business. Um, and so we are now deployed on, uh, on multiple different chains, Ethereum, Polygon, Aurora, Optimism, Arbitrum. Uh, and we've got a couple more in the pipeline. Um, so, you know, creators who are thinking about what chain to, to release on um, and need revenue share solutions or want to want help on how to manage and split their earnings uh, should definitely reach out to us. And, and you can find us at, you know, r3vl.xyz or on Twitter or whatever your favorite social platform is, I guess. Yeah. We'll make, yeah, we'll make sure to make sure Amazing. to link all that. Just want to say thank you so much, Adrian, for joining us today. Um, it's been a very insightful chat. Um, especially about earnings and, you know, a little bit of your history and, and just your thoughts on the space at the moment. It's always good to get a bit um, introspective, I find, when we when we have these chats and and see where everyone's kind of mindset is and, and just kind of help us continue to to push artists into Web3. <laughs> and not push, yeah, help absolutely. guide, not push guide. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throw, throw in. You know, <laughs> show the path, light up the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just want to say thanks awesome. and, and thanks everyone for listening. Cheers. Aaron, Burke, thanks so much. Thanks, Adrian. If you learned something in today's episode, we'd love for you to leave a review. That's the best way you can support the podcast. Feel free to leave one on whatever podcast app you use. And of course, make sure to share it with a friend.